On this episode of Documental, I'm with Greg Ballard, executive coach. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, Greg. Uh, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. So I want to start off this interview, uh, you know, go right into it. This is your field. I'm so curious. But, you know, in your mind, what is true leadership today? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, leadership is such a broad thing. It's uh, defined by many people, you know, has it, it's kind of like what sports, you know, what's history? Uh, what is food? And so for me, the way I look at leadership, the way I define it, it is uh, the essence and the skills, the skill set or ability to move people from where they are to somewhere else. So the essence and the ability or skill set to move people or move yourself from where you are to where you want to be. I try to keep it really simple. That's so wonderful. <laughs> um, not too long ago where I spoke with an individual on the topic of leadership as well. And he was very, uh, very straightforward and very simplistic in the definition. It's just when you're feeling fear, for instance, you just do it. People tend to overcomplicate things. It's not necessary. The simplicity actually is, is uh, practical, in my opinion. Based on your response, I want to ask you another question that is kind of the other side of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. so what are some examples of bad leadership? Yeah, so here's the thing. So bad leadership, it depends on how you look at it because... You could say, you know, let's take, let's take a, a well-known person from history, um, Attila the Hun or Hitler, you know, someone that has done a lot of bad things. We might say that's a bad example of leadership, yet someone else might say, well, they actually had the essence and the skill set to move people from where they were to, to where they wanted them to be, but the way they use that. So um, here you have somebody that we could probably say was a very effective leader, but poor character. And so they didn't use those skills in a good way. And so that could be one example of bad leadership. But I would look at that as poor use of leadership. Um, another, another way to look at it from a different side of this is, is if you have somebody that knows what they want, knows what they want to move people, but is ineffective at doing so. You know, they, they are, they're very passionate and maybe they, 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 they have this wellspring of like desire to, I really want to move my team over from here to there. But every time they attempt it, it just falls flat on the face. And so, and there could be a number of reasons for that. It could be the inability to articulate a vision that's compelling. It could be the inability to get everybody that is necessary, uh, the team, if you will, um, aligned and in agreement on where to go and how to get there. Or it could be, you know, the inability to execute effectively. And so there's a lot of different ways that leadership could be bad. Um, I think what we probably see in, in the business space and in the, in the marketplace more often is poor management and with poor people skills. So someone that is, has authority and has the ability to uh, say, I need you to do this or I need you to do that, but doesn't necessarily have the foundation for, for dealing with people for understanding your gifts and your skill sets and, and leveraging you in an effective way where you feel rewarded by the work you're doing. And that is one of the biggest challenges I see is we have some people in the workforce that have demonstrated abilities, but haven't learned basic management skills. And that creates what I call, you know, maybe the difficult boss. So hopefully that speaks to your question. Absolutely. There's so many ways we can tangent off to that point. Um, how does this emerge though? I'm, I'm curious now, how do people get to this point where bad leadership emerges? Is it easily identifiable? Can you just yeah, elaborate so I, on that? 
I would say it, the, the classic case is you get somebody who is really good at something. They're technically um, savvy. They, they're a top performer in an individual contributor role. And, you know, so they begin to surpass their peers in contributions. And so upper management or leadership looks around and they're like, I need somebody that can, I can depend on uh, to run a team. And so they take the top performer that is really good at the technical ability. And they say, okay, now you're in charge. And this person's like, whoopee, yay, I'm promoted. Like I just earned a promotion. I just earned authority. And now they've got to look to everybody else on their team and say, I'm going to lead you. I'm going to manage you. But there's been no management skills. So I think the challenge has been is we've really not done well at separating technical ability from soft skill ability, the ability to manage and lead and to actually focus on management and leadership development skills. And so what ends up happening is you get somebody that is a technical expert in its role and where's their, what's their lever? Their lever is now policy, pay, and performance. Okay, I'm going to measure your numbers. We're going to follow policy. You know, we're going to look at what we're paying you. And those are the only levers they have to get what they need. And so you get a manager who knows their job, knows the technical side, but starts pulling the fundamental levers of your quota didn't make it. We need to change. You know, um, you're, you're breaking policy. Uh, we have to adjust your pay. And that's what they're left to use to manage people rather than understanding motivations, understanding goals, creating alignment, creating synergy, those kinds of skills. So you could say that leadership comes down to understanding people at their core? Uh, leadership definitely comes down to understanding people and understanding what it is that they want and being able to connect what they want to what you want. I, I, think, that's, so, I think that's definitely a core skill. So how, how do you help people today? your services and also how did you get into this field yeah so right now i i currently work with a kind of a i'd say a gambit i've got a nonprofit organization up in um albany new york that i work with um a company culture uh, accountability i offer executive coaching and some assessments to them and then there's a, a pretty well-known software uh, tech firm that's very disparate so they, they work all completely remotely and so i coach um some of their senior leaders some of their mid-level leaders and even some of their um, soon to be team leads. And so that's just some great work there as well. Um, how did I get into this? Is it, it, It's an intriguing background. So prior to doing this, I was part of a multi-site pastoral leadership team. And I had come into that organization and immediately I was leading 300 people um, through a team of other leaders. And uh, so I dove in and year over year, I was given more responsibility and my mentor, uh, my supervisor began developing me using coaching techniques um, that I wasn't even really aware of. And after a couple of years, we started talking about it <clears throat> because in the, in the multi-site church where, you know, attendance is over 2000 people and you have different locations, um, really the, the, the core driver of the leadership staff is developing leaders and building teams. That's just what you do. I mean, you may have a different type, you may have a title of production or hospitality or small groups or whatever the ministry is. In a sense, you're identifying, identifying people that have the ability to lead, developing them to do that, and then bringing a team around them to execute. And so that's what we did. And we found that coaching was a great vehicle, a great way to do that work. And so um, in 2009, a small group of us went through a certification program 
first time I was truly exposed to the coaching concepts and I absolutely just soaked them up and I began using those concepts in my role and developing leaders, building teams, working with my staff. And it, it just, it clicked for me. And it got to the point where I was like, you know, one day, hey, if, if I'm ever not pastoring, if ever I'm not on a church staff, I would want to be a coach. And um, fast forward a few years, you know, married kids and opportunities uh, to, to kind of go what, what, do what we wanted to do. And so we relocated to the DC area and, um, and I chose to become an executive coach. And uh, I invested uh, heavily into some development and some certifications uh, so that I could, you know, say that what I'm doing is by some uh, international guidelines. So I'm accredited through the ICF and, uh, and that's what I do now. That's a wonderful story, Greg. And I want to thank you so much for this interview. It's been very insightful. I appreciate it. Thank you for your time. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Take care right. for now. See ya.